0: Podcast with Joe and Zef. Today we're talking about TV Part Two. That's the, right. I don't know what the Part Two is going to be labeled. The other oh one. well, it's
1: the first one was not qualified to get knocked down. So okay, this one so be just get, get, get back up
0: again. Up again. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, we are not qualified to get back up again. Um, so this is. I know last episode really harped on Dawson's Creek.
1: And how,
0: how much it <laughs> sucks. How much it sucks. That show sucks so much. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna. You know. Go to the other side and, and really talk about TV shows we really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you start that off.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Uh, this won't be the only TV episode we do. We'll probably yeah. talk about tons of things. we will oh, go absolutely. more in depth. But we'll just give an overview of a few TV shows we each love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'll start. My, I basically have three shows that are tied for my favorite. Yeah. Um, now, I'll start with the one that I usually say. When people say, what's your favorite TV show? This is my answer because it sounds the most, like, Cool and hipster, mm-hmm. and people know what it is, and the other two are obscure for people our age. Yeah. Uh, but, so the first one I'll talk about is The Twilight Zone, just the original run yeah. um, of The Twilight Zone. Um, that show probably has impacted me more, as, like, in my childhood, than than any other TV show, mm-hmm. um, other than things I watched at a young age that I don't remember that are unconsciously forming, <laughs> uh, <laughs> shaping the person I am. But no, like, The, the, the Twilight Zone is just... Um, I love anthology shows um, where you can just watch an episode, and mm-hmm. you know the, each episode has its own story. I think they're harder to write and be consistently good because you have yeah. to come up with a great plot every week. Um, but the Twilight Zone did that. Did that great I still haven't seen every episode um because I I've never watched it all the way through I just watch I I go in random orders yeah and I still see episodes on a regular basis that blow me away where I didn't see the twist coming or it makes me think about something it makes me think about the universe in a different way It you know Mm -hmm. um creeps me out there's some really creepy episodes they speak a lot of truth um so that's my general feelings about Twilight Zone I love it um how much of Twilight Zone have you seen? We haven't really talked about I mean, Twilight Zone much. A
0: handful of episodes. Yeah. I mean, just here and there. I mean, whenever we were, whenever you lived on Owens. Yeah. Whenever I'd watch a few episodes every now and then, but I mean, like other than that, I don't. I haven't spent a lot of time watching. Yeah.
1: Um, man, some of my favorite episodes. Um, I'm trying to think. There's one that specifically impacted me as a kid because it was so weird. Um, it wasn't like one. I mean, there's there's the famous episodes people know. Like the pig episode where yeah. um, somebody's getting reconstructive surgery because they think they're ugly, um, and then it shows what they look like ugly, and they look like a normal person, and then it finally reveals everyone else's faces, and they look like disgusting pig creatures, and the twist is oh, they live on a in a world where everyone's pigs, whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's there's those iconic <laughs> episodes, you know, with the the one with William Shatner and the goblin on the wing and yeah. uh, on the plane, things like that. My The episode that stuck with me most as a kid, it, and I think because I was a kid, there's an episode where um, a little girl's asleep in her bed and she her parents are in their bedroom, in the other room, and she slips through the wall, the child slips through the wall um, in like a, a tear in time and space, a little slip... Mm-hmm. I don't even know what you'd call it, to another dimension, just in her wall. Falls off her bed, slips through into this other dimension, and is stuck there. And the, the, this dimension is just an abstract, floaty, foggy, weird-shaped place with <laughs> echoes. That's the best way to describe it. And she's just lost there. Yeah. And her parents are, can hear her in the walls, and they don't know where she is, and they have to pull her out. And it was just the most bizarre, weird, and terrifying thing as a kid, um, because it's abstract. You know, and, yeah. and something you, I don't know that stuck with me. So, there's an example of of a show I love. Your turn. <laughs> okay,
0: a show I love. Um, I'm a big, big fan of Futurama. Me too, baby. I love that show. Um, I, I very often run into those instances where people. I've, okay, go. Don't please don't harp on me. I get it. I know the office is great. I think I've already said this
1: in an. I love episode. the office. It's a great, amazing episode. Show. I
0: would say it's probably one of the funniest shows ever created. Yes. Right? I've only seen it once. Get off my back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate. I've seen it nine times, like everyone else. But yeah, but yeah, um,
0: and I loved it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. No, I right? yeah. heavily enjoyed it. So good. Yeah. But I'm not one of those people that just turns it on
1: and re-watches it. And we time. watch
0: it every time I have a free moment. It's always Futurama. Yeah, that's... Every single time. Yeah. And every time I have those just free, I don't know, couple hours, I'm like, oh, I'll turn on a couple episodes, and I'll do something else. Yeah. I'll fall asleep to it. I'm probably on rewatch, unintentional rewatch 14 of this show. Like, I've seen this show so many times. Yeah. I really do love the show. And I think Man. it's... And me and you have talked about this. It's a it's a great mix between Matt Groney's current... Uh, current tv show disenchantment which is very linear it has a very set storyline that it's trying to follow it's yeah. trying to uncover mysteries right. about the characters and the simpsons
1: which is very serial episodic uh, it's it's i mean it's a, it's a satire of of serialized <laughs> yes. episodic tv shows it's the it's the most ridiculous version of things resetting every week yes instead. absolutely
0: yeah. and they do that but also they're over the course of the show is an obvious
1: an arc in Futurama. Arc in Futurama
0: yeah. that it's it's doing both and I think it's such an incredible split between the two. Not only just not only that but just being an incredible story. I think it's such yeah. a neat story of a, of just a guy. It's so he, it's, he a, gets, good, it's he, a great show it's a in great every way. A great show. He, he wakes up in the year 3000 so he's having to deal with loss. Everyone and does not live underwater. Everyone does not live underwater, definitely. They were wrong. Not the Jonas Brothers. Who were they? What was their original?
1: Oh, the original band was, uh, oh, I, if you hadn't asked me, I would know. Yeah. Is okay. it Busted?
0: Sure,
1: yeah. I think it's Busted.
0: Okay. I, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I be wrong. great show. I love that show. Um, and if you have a, you know, if you have a couple extra hours, then just give it a shot. I think it's hilarious. Oh, I, I think
1: it's one of those shows that's funny all the way through. The writing is yes. so good. Um, the writing and not so, I don't know how to say this without sounding either pretentious or offensive. Um, it's a fine line I walk, um, but, <laughs> but it's um, it's like what what Rick and Morty fans think Rick and Morty is, yeah. except actually. Oh, I know. Yeah, like it's I actually know. smart humor, unlike yes. Rick and Morty, because like people like David X. Smart. Cohen, and, yeah. and
0: they they have. Well, PhDs, PhDs in mathematics PhDs, and stuff yeah. like that, where they actually have the Futurama theorem, yeah. that episode where they switch brains, yeah. and they had to come out with a theorem of if right. you had this many people and you had to replace their brains without having to go back, you can't you can't mix the same two people. Right. How long would it take?
1: Yep. They had a they mathematical actually, theorem of yeah. how many
0: people it would take. Yep. What an insane amount of work to do. Oh no, but Rick and so Morty, TV
1: Rick show. and Morty is the same thing because one of the characters wears a lab coat.
0: Wood bleep block, my guys. <laughs> cool,
1: okay. Anyway, sorry, but this is not a Rick and Morty Hate show. Um, uh, okay, yes, I agree. Future, Om- and it's one of the few shows that's been rebooted three times and is great all the way through. Yeah,
0: I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they even had the, the whole whatever, whatever was season seven, season yeah. six, was just four different movies. Just straight to DVD movies at the time.
1: That still Um, advanced the story. That still advanced the story. And then when they came back, they expected you to have watched them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then they finally ended the show on a very satisfying note. Something that was... um, And I I, I see people debate online about which ending was better. The original season... Was it season four? I think it was season five. Season five finale. um, Where it's at Fry's concert. Yeah. Or the season nine ending. Which one is better? And I think they're equal. Yeah, I mean they're both extremely emotionally satisfying endings.
0: If either show, if it, if it had ended in either spot, I would have been just as
1: satisfied. Or if it had ended right. after the straight to DVD movies, all yeah. of, all three endings were emotionally satisfying. They yeah. did a great if job. If one of them
0: ended, we're like, and, oh, I guess this. But also leaving it, it open
1: for a reboot. Yeah. yeah, it's great, man. And what even a good show.
0: even the ending now we have is yes. just like, well,
1: well, the thing about <laughs> the ending, we're probably just going to talk about. Few, we're only like halfway through the episode. Um, uh, is that? <laughs> The way the show ends lends itself to rewatching over and over and over yeah. again because it literally, oh, I can't spoil, but it lends itself to that. So. Yes,
0: and, and not only that, but the layered humor because they, they obviously, it's mad groaning, so they have like the sentence type obvious, ah, uh, here's a one liner joke. Yeah. And then sometimes, just during the dialogue, they'll have a joke that you might have skipped, you might have yeah. skimmed over. You didn't even realize it was a joke that they were saying. Yeah. And then even deeper than that, where like something in the background or the way the mm-hmm. characters are acting, it's all a reference to some other dumb joke.
1: Yep. It's quick. Brilliant. It's a quick I love it's it. All, love show. And,
0: it's, and they never linger on something. It's yeah. It's very funny. So, back to Okay, the
1: my turn. Um, I won't talk too long about these next two shows because you haven't seen either of these all the way through. Yeah. Um, but these are my other two tied for first favorite shows that impacted me as a child that I love. To this day, I've watched over and over and over again. And, uh, one of those is WKRP in mm-hmm. Cincinnati sitcom from the late seventies, early eighties, um, about a radio station. It was, um, it's funny. A lot of people our age don't know about this. If you ask anyone over 40, they'd probably know yeah. what WKRP, it was a popular show. Um, but people our age don't know about it. And it's funny because it was a really influential sitcom yeah. in the realm of sitcoms. We owe a lot of modern stuff to that show. I mean, yeah. I, speaking of the office. Um, There are a lot of office episodes that when I watch them, I'm like, wow, that was directly inspired from a WKRP episode. Like, it's the same thing. Uh, You know, character-based, office setting, uh, humor, but in WKRP, obviously, it's a radio station. Um, I mean, since you haven't seen it, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I I think the characters in WKRP are some of the funniest and most genuine, like, lovable characters in a show ever. Um, It... It doesn't feel fake. It doesn't feel forced. It, I mean, it was in the 70s, so um, it was before the era of cringy laugh tracks and canned laughter. It was actually filmed in front of a live audience yeah. on a weekly basis. It feels like you're watching a live per- performance, um, and the actors just, you know, they're, they're great. They, they know mm-hmm. how to improv. They know how to um, deliver dramatic and comedic lines at the same time. Yeah. Um, each e- You know, it's episodic, obviously, Um, being a sitcom and it does a great job of just uh, drawing you in and making you love the characters and being really funny honestly and um, if you watch WKRP you have to buy the Shout Factory DVDs wait what did I say WKRP yeah if you watch WKRP buy the Shout Factory DVD set um, don't watch it on like Amazon Prime or whatever because on Amazon Prime they've replaced all the music with canned fake Mm -hmm. generic music to avoid having to pay the copyright if you buy the DVDs, it has the original music that was played in the show, and that's a huge aspect of the show, yeah. is that they used real radio singles <laughs> because from because the it, 70s. It takes it, place in a radio a, a, a rock, station. A rock and roll station. Yes. So there's, you know, you know, you hear <clears throat> Supertramp songs, and you hear uh, Pink Floyd songs in the show, and yeah. some jokes are even based around the music that's playing. Yeah. And if you watch it on Amazon Prime, they just have to cut out entire scenes because it doesn't make sense anymore. So... Yeah. there's my recommendation for a show if you haven't seen it debbie yeah. your turn
0: um all right i'll try and i'll try and go through this one quickly uh last airbender i know it's it, a great show just finished it this year yeah just the, the past did. few months yeah. it was put in is put on netflix for the first Bro, time i think that happened and, like a year ago what did it really
1: uh, dude we've been in quarantine for. i think it's happened over a year ago yeah I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but uh, this whole last year is blurred together.
0: All right. I'm going to try and get past that weird mental funk I just got put in. Um, (laughs) A great show. Um, there was something I, I grew up seeing on Nickelodeon and, and even it, I, I, I got the, the premise of the show I would see the same episodes like The Great Divide over and over again and I'd see
1: that was the episode you saw over God, and over again
0: I'm sick of that episode that episode oh. sucks
1: to begin with they they joke about that episode in the show itself yeah
0: because it's just a generic episode they can throw it in whenever they, yeah. however many reruns you want to do uh, I'd wind up at the, the, the finale over like over and over again or whatever I because they replayed it constantly on Nickelodeon yeah. After after the finale happened, they would do a like a season long rerun of the whole show, okay. every every however long. Um, so I would end up seeing a lot of the episodes, and then it wasn't until early high school, probably eighth grade, maybe ninth grade, I ended up watching the show with my current roommate, and and we ended up falling in love with it. It was a great show, loved it mm-hmm. so much, and um, and it it tipped a weird balance between oh, this is definitely started out meant for Kids. the Nickelodeon crowd, the yeah. children. But they dealt with such heavy themes like, oh, my dad is abusive. Yeah. (laughs) And my mom died, so now I have to deal with having to have, you know, partially raise my brother. And, oh, I'm alone, depression. (laughs) Like, it was honestly really heavy themes for a show that was. You know, what, in the area that it was in.
1: And what, what was great about that show, I, I'll, I'll say that as a kid, I didn't like it. I saw it on Nickelodeon. It gave me weird vibes. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, like, it was one of those shows that makes you feel weird as a kid. Mm-hmm. You just go based on gut instinct. So I didn't like it. I rewatch. Yeah. I just watched it for the first time on you and Caitlin's recommendation this year. Yeah. And, um... I loved it yep. I loved the the lore the world building the setting yes. it was all really cool great show through and through and it was exactly the the perfect length
0: yes and it was it's one of the few shows that gets better as it goes on and ends on a perfect note yeah they didn't linger on it and yep. I think the, the 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 creators Brian and Dante I think they're the two guys yeah. that created it those names are definitely with, within their names with the last two names the their last names I don't know um had never never had the intention of going beyond what they had written, of the the, the three seasons. Um, so I think they they definitely went into it with like this is what we want to do and we this did this is it. The, and we did it and perfectly. Yeah, and it was perfect. I loved it so much. Yeah. Um, I think the like you said, the lore, the world building, everything was so mm-hmm. cool and neat. Yeah. And you go back in like if you ever rewatch it, you're like, oh, you can see little hints about stuff here and there. It's very layered. Uh, even, even in their sequel series, uh, Legend of Korra, I really enjoyed—not as much as Airbender, but obviously, I still loved it. Uh, very similar vibes to it. Very more, even more world building upon that what mm-hmm. you already got. Uh, overall, yeah, great, great show. High recommendations.
1: Um, the last show I'll mention uh, is the other one tied for first place for me is this one. I guarantee the least of you will have heard of. Um, it's The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. It ran in 1993. It was a one-season show, uh, similar to Firefly. And -hmm. similar to Firefly, it was a blend of two genres. Even more similar to Firefly, it was a blend of the same two genres, but they were inverted. So if you've seen Firefly, you know that it is a Western-esque sci-fi. It's a sci-fi with Western elements. Mm -hmm. Briscoe's the opposite. It's a Western, set in the American West, with sci-fi elements. So it's a sci-fi Western. Um, man, I love that show. It's one season. I know every episode through and through. I can quote every episode, starring Bruce Campbell, uh, who is my favorite actor of all time. And yeah. we were talking about in another episode how I love campy stuff. I love campiness. Yes. I don't love cheesiness. I don't love corniness. I love campiness. There's a yes. difference. Um, campiness is intentional, and it it's meant to be funny and endearing, and that's yeah. what Briscoe is through and through. It's hilarious. Uh, you fall in love with the characters. Even if you don't like westerns, you'll still like this show. It's funny. It's good. It's only yeah. one season. It's not a huge commitment. If you don't like it, you're stupid, and that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> so watch Briscoe.
0: All right. I think the only thing I, the only other series I have to say isn't necessarily a TV series. It's a miniseries. It's an it's a Hulu series of a, one of my favorite books of all time. It's eleven twenty two sixty three featuring James Franco. That's how many episodes there are. Uh, that's a joke that's a lot of episodes yeah (laughs) the longest running TV show known to man Uh, (laughs) great great mini series um if you ever have intentions of watching the series or reading the book just know that the book and the series are noticeably different like like every Stephen King
1: adaptation like
0: every single King adaptation in the world um But But this one's good different. This one's good different. Like The
1: Shining. Not bad different like uh, The Gunslinger. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, And I think that just gives more credit to miniseries. I think if if, if you want to do an adaptation of a book and you don't have the between an hour and a half to two hour runtime to complete all the nuances of that book, do a miniseries. Find an outlet you can do like Hulu. Or Amazon Prime, or something like that, and do a mini series of it. I, I really loved that mini series, and I actually watched it before I even read the book, which got me to read the book. Uh, if you don't know, it's it's about, you know, the date 11 22 63 is the date uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated in, in Dallas, Texas, um, and the whole series follows a man who finds out that he can go back in time before the assassination date to try and prevent it to see. If he can prevent all the mass atrocities that happen with getting involved with the Cuban Missile Crisis and especially Vietnam and and all the the things that would impact America by be, by getting involved in those things, uh, I thought it was a super fascinating concept. Um, loved the show, and as sappy as I don't want to be, it's really just
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's a love story disguised. He tried to the track sideline. down.
1: He tried to track down Baby Paul Feig and convince him not to be <laughs> a filmmaker. <laughs> sorry, that was really mean <laughs> continue uh, that's not true
0: yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah the, 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 the book and the series are both love stories disguised as, as sci-fi historic you know, stories but it, it accomplishes all three of those in a very respectful and a very accomplished <clears throat> manner I loved him so much yeah great recommendation go check it out if you don't want to read the book if you don't want to spend the however long it took me months to read that book it's an enormous book it's like 1200 pages
1: watch the series it's just as good yeah I didn't I didn't read the book I watched the series I loved it it's good really good yeah James Franco's a great actor he is speaking of miniseries if we want to talk about Many more series. We'll have to do a longer episode. Ma- oh. <laughs> ma- many series. Many many manny <laughs> series.